Today is training camp, ladies and gentlemen. On today's show, we're going to discuss the training camp roster and schedule and discuss the first part of Florida Panthers Media Day, all on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Thursday, September 21st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Word to our team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix and today's episode is brought to you by jace medical empower yourself when you purchase a jace case providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections get yours today at jacemedical.com that's j-a-s-e medical.com so cats fans it is officially here florida panthers training camp begins today at the Florida Panthers ice den and we have a whole bunch to cover where there's actually going to be two episodes today here for your podcast feed so subscribe to the channel please if you want to get all both shows and you know just like I say in my outro pop into your podcast feed but yeah the as Jacob and I were recording on Tuesday 721 to be exact, I get the email of the Florida Panthers training camp roster and we were start recording at seven. So I'm not checking my phone. So it's a little bit of time in between that recording and the announcement, uh, the, the recording, the announcement time and actually coming back here and recording a show for you guys talking about the roster. So before we get to the actual roster, uh, the times for training camp will be starting today september 21st uh split squad just like how they're going to do the double header there's going to be a red team and there's going to be a blue team we don't know who's going to be on what team yet until the teams take the ice in coral springs tomorrow red team's going to take uh the ice at 9 a.m while the blue team's going to take it at noon and then they're going to flip on the 22nd with blue going at 9 a.m. and red going at 12 p.m. Kind of like if you're playing golf and you're on the PGA Tour, your afternoon tea, your tea time on one day is going to be in the afternoon. And then the very next one is going to be in the morning. And then they flip flop on the Saturday and Sunday as, as well, uh, right before they take on the National Predators on Monday at 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. So the training camp roster is filled with 33 forwards, 20 defensemen and six goalies and by the way the practices are open to the public and in the sign in in areas with limited limited capacity so you guys might want to get there early if you guys want an opportunity to, to sit down and see the players for yourselves i know that's been a complaint a lot from the fan base about not being able to see the practices in person i know the one the one big complaint was when the Florida Panthers were actually practicing in Wyoming during a Western Canadian trip and the fans in Wyoming were able to see the practice, but there was a lot of outcry from the fan base saying, 
oh, the fans from Wyoming can see it, but the ones in Florida the can't can't, the ones who are actually there. So maybe maybe we're seeing a little bit of a change when it comes to the, the fans being being able to to watch the 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 team more often as far as that. So hopefully hopefully you guys get an opportunity more to see see these guys but you know with the with the roster you know there's going to be cuts after the first game some guys are going to be sent back to their junior teams uh for example you guys are we are likely going to see guys like Josh Davies, Merrick Alsher go back to their junior teams, Luke Coughlin go back to Ramuski in the Q MJHL, Liam Arnsby go back to North Bay and and, and all and Sandis Vomanis but also there's guys that we really haven't highlighted too much uh, th- this offseason as far as guys who are going to be fighting for roster spots. And I know we've talked about the defensive depth and a lot of bodies for the Panthers and all, but a lot of guys who are going to, some of the guys who are going to be really challenging for spots who probably know that this is a big opportunity for them. Guys like Matt Kirstead, guys like a Casey Fitzgerald who re-signed with the Panthers, uh, Matt Kierstead had a signed a two year extension. One the first year being a two way, the other the other year being a one way deal as well. And other guys who are who are signed as far as maybe debt pieces for Charlotte, who are likely who you might see them as like guys who might be placed on um, waivers at the end of training camp, but still a great opportunity for them as well, like a uh, Yona uh, Djokovic as well, who who played for the San Jose Sharks uh last year as well alexander true is another one forward alexander true who when the florida panthers and the charlotte checkers actually shared an affiliate uh excuse me when the florida panthers and the seattle kraken excuse me shared an affiliate with the checkers alexander true was the leading goal scorer uh for the charlotte checkers that season when they had a shared affiliation that year right before the seattle kraken uh separated and had their own affiliate in Coachella Valley as well, who made the final last last year, um, strange enough, in their first year. Um, Yuvis Balkinskis, um, sorry if I'm pronouncing that correctly, from Latvia, uh, signed back in April for the Panthers as well. He's going to get an opportunity. And another one, someone that we haven't mentioned too much uh, of recent uh, recently, is a guy who's going to be on a PTO, Brett Ritchie, who played the last season, in 34 games in Calgary, 16 with the Arizona Coyotes. And funny enough, uh, Brett Ritchie was actually traded for his brother, Nick Ritchie, at the trade deadline last year. So strange, strange when it comes to to that as well. And mentioned Matt Kirsten, mentioned Casey Fitzgerald earlier, but also Lucas Carlson was a guy that we mentioned a lot last season as that seventh defenseman who led um, D-men in points in Charlotte last year. Maybe he's taken a next step. Remember, Lucas Carlson was part of that two trades in a six-day span with the Chicago Blackhawks that had the Florida Panthers getting rid of the contract of Brett Connolly, got rid of uh, Henrik Borgstrom as well in that same trade. Lucas Carlson was just seen as a guy at the time of AHL depth, but has really developed his game over the last few years, especially on the offensive uh, side as well. And you're going to get a lot of opportunities who are going to guys who get a lot of opportunities to possibly make the roster guys who maybe you wouldn't expect to make the roster. Maybe Mackie Samuskevich, we were talking about with Jacob Winans a few weeks ago, how maybe there's a 25 to 50% chance of him making it highly unlikely still, but you know, that's going to be another highlight point as well. Justin sort of, uh, 
too. Um, his him his, he is more unlikely though. Um, despite that, Mike Benning might be a product of the just the logjam of defensemen and also needing some time in AHL Charlotte, but still an opportunity for him to get some uh the legs under him in a in a hockey setting. Same thing with him and Ev- Evan Nels as well. So so that especially with even though Brandon Montour and Aaron Eckblad are on the training camp roster. Uh, we're we're not going to see him on the ice, and we'll get to both of them actually later in in, in the show. And another another guy who who is going to get an opportunity as as well. Another guy who the Florida Panthers signed during the free agency period was Rasmus Asplund, who they signed on July fifth. Played with Charlotte and Buffalo, more of uh, some possible bottom six depth as well for uh, the the Panthers as well, and. And all, so that's going to be some of the guys who are going to be as part of of the mix for the for the for the Panthers, and of course, some, a lot of the guys from the from the um, rookie showcase as well. Guys like Kai Schwitt as well is going to be part of a, a part of the training camp roster as well. As far as the goalies as well, um, we know Bob is going to be there. We know Spencer Knight is going to be there. We know Stellars is going to be there, but. We we spoke a lot about Ludovic Weber over over the weekend with R- Ricky Showcase, an older veteran. Like I said, the the chances are very low of him making it with with a logjam of goalies, but still an opportunity for him to showcase and even you know you know maybe even make a, a good impression when he does eventually make it to uh, Charlotte under Jordy Kinnear as well. And also another one of the goalies, uh, Evan Cormier, who played in the Winnipeg Jets system over the last uh, over the last year 30 35 games in the ECHO with Kalamazoo and then two games in uh Manitoba in the AHL so that that's kind of rounds out the the goalies and of course Matt Gusta is going to get his opportunity to get a, a little bit of action um we likely won't see Sergey Bobrovsky in the fur in any of the doubleheader games as well at least that's my prediction to give the young guys uh between the pipes as as well um and then as the as the preseason gets gets towards the tail end, we're likely gonna uh, see him get a start there. Some some also things with the older guys as well. Some of them might get a little bit of rest early on in the in the preseason, even in the middle parts. So minutes are not gonna be too big for for these uh, players as far as that, especially with with the roster exp- as expanded as it is right now. So so yeah. Uh, in in uh, segment number two, we are going to start our media day coverage, and we are going to start with talking about Bill Zito in segment number two. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about AG1. And our next partner, AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I literally drink it every day because I I just came back from South Florida. I mean, media media day in the morning, drove back, had some errands to do, and finally getting in front of a computer at almost midnight to to record a show. And prior to the show and, and early in the day in the day, I took my AG1 because I need a little bit of the break from all the cafe cubano that I drank during my trip down to South Florida. And in, sometimes I drink my AG1 in the morning, but in this case, because your boy is staying up very late for today's shows, 
I, I drank it in the afternoon in order to keep me energetic. It makes me feel great and something that's got me ready to go. And it's doing great for my body and giving my body the nutrition it craves uh, and, and all. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel bags with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drink ag1.com slash nhl network check it out segment number two here on this thursday september 21st edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast thank you once again for making the locked on florida panthers podcast your first listen of the day so we are going to start off with the general manager bill zito speaking to the media on media day and just letting you guys know that we're not going in exact order as far as this podcast than what they did, how they conducted it on Wednesday afternoon. Just going to dedicate the next episode to more of the bigger highlighted players. But we're going to start with Bill Zito here and then discuss Oliver Ekman Larson and Steven Lorenz in segment number three. So first of all, Bill Zito announced some uh changes in the hockey operations um department said that that uh sunny meta has been promoted to assistant general manager and head of analytics as well spent the last three seasons as assistant general manager and spent some time with the carolina hurricanes from 2018 all the way to 2020 gregory campbell uh um, former panthers second round pick 67th overall spent his time from 2003 to 2010 with the panthers is also going to be promoted to general manager. He spent the last three seasons as VP of player personnel and development, and also as the general manager for the Charlotte checkers the last two seasons. So moving up in the organization and the Florida Panthers are continuing that family dynamic of bringing, of keeping former Panthers in the organization. And he was a player development coach in the blue jackets organization. So go figure that the Bill Zito being with Columbus prior to this is digging into his former stop as 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 well. And Joachim Hedlund is gonna is 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 been promoted to European scouting. Spent the last six seasons with the Panthers, uh, served as an amateur scout in Europe, and and now has been promoted. And the final one, Patrick Hornquist, straight out of retirement, is going to be in the scouting department and a development consultant. And that's something that we spoke about after the draft and said that there might be room for Patrick Hornquist to be part of the front office for the Florida Panthers. And that's why they didn't trade him even prior to him being on LTIR due to his head injuries as well. So keeping it in and that promise that he wasn't going to be traded. Now he's with the organization in an expanded role. And man, is that exciting for the all the amount of Panthers who are with the organization. We mentioned Gregory Campbell, Patrick Hornquist, Sean Thornton, Brian McCabe, Roberto Luongo, Ed Jovanowski. I can go on and on and on about all the Panthers who are involved with the, with this organization. I know I'm probably forgetting someone on the top of my head. But uh, Bill Zito also spoke about how he wanted to put more of an emphasis on the minor league team. Uh, down in Charlotte, making sure that someone is there all the time. Not so, not not saying that they're they don't pay attention to it, but something that is with the Panthers being as low as far as prospect rankings in the NHL, it's very important to even get those 
those picks for the Panthers who are lower l- lower as far as the Panthers not having one until 2026. It's it's really crucial to have those guys come up. And and also the, the ones that you do have, like Mackie Semiskevich and all, making sure that they're they're gonna develop well because you know, when you're unable to pay guys because you're not going to keep all three of Sam Reinhart, Gus Forsling, and Brandon Montour. You got to make sure that those cheap contracts are going to be the guys who are going to be on the come up to continue building that culture for the Florida Panthers. And spoke about how the run comes with a standard as well, and how he's he's was really appreciative of how Paul Maurice uh, teaches and all. Asked about the hard work that Matthew Kachuk does uh, when it comes to coming back healthy, which uh, will de- will get into Matthew Kachuk on part two of covering media day. And but Bill Zito spoke about how Matthew Kachuk works so hard, but it's really what he does off the ice. That is a uh, huge asked about the division and how it was the last two years and, and, and on how tough it, it's going to be this time around because the Atlantic division is seen as one of the toughest divisions in the NHL, if not the toughest one and spoke about how there's so much uncertainty with, what how tough it's going to be because in 2022 when they won the president's trophy the playoffs were decided by january and then this time around the florida panthers were scratching and clawing and every night being a playoff uh game game for 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 the panthers as well this was a little bit of a you know this this was a little bit of dancing around a question when he when bill zito was asked about the statuses of brandon montour and aaron Ekblad and spoke about asked about what are the latest updates on them. Well, I guess dancing around is the wrong way of putting it, but really saying a whole lot of something, but a whole lot of nothing. Once again, Bill Zito spoke about how the original timelines were six months. The Panthers were eliminated, I believe, June 12th. Um, Six months, Brandon Montour got his surgery actually immediately. So six months would be December 15th and spoke about how made a little bit of analogy saying how you're getting to the car, you're getting to the great lakes, but the way to get there is at the end when to get to the peninsula is getting on a boat, but you don't know how that boat is going to function. Something like that paraphrasing. And so you don't know what's going to happen once you get there. And he tried his best doing an analogy based on that. But the way I saw it, the way the way I put my own analogy together is I'm going to age myself a little bit here. Let's say you're playing Pokemon. And I know uh, Jacob Langsam from Panther Prairie is a big fan of Pokemon. Um, I haven't played since Platinum version. But think about how you can't use a certain HM. For, for example, HM01, which is cut. You can't use that HM until you defeat a certain gym leader. It's the same thing when it comes to, you know, taking slap shots, doing some drills, and and you need to get through the rehab process first and working all those muscles to get back into certain shape when it comes to it. The, you know, you know what I mean when when uh, when it comes to comparing the getting to one point and, and the other, and that's really what Bill Zito spoke about when it comes to that. December 15th timeline, even though it's not really a timeline. Basically, it's no update at honestly when you think about it. That's just because last few weeks ago we heard Brandon Montour November. 
Aaron Ekblad in January. And then today, what did he say? Something in the middle of those two. So what do we know? It's somewhere in that range, despite no timetable. So, you know, that that's basically the update when it comes to uh, th- those guys. Etulus Serena was, um, excuse me, Bill Zito was also asked about Etulus Serena and about uh, his extension. And Bill Zito spoke about how he's a guy who does everything right, especially off the puck as, as well. And, and, and a guy who's uh, just a grinder who, who works uh, hard and all that stuff. And we mentioned Matt Kirstead and Lucas Carlson uh, last segment, but was, t- was asked about how carefully is gonna, he's going to be looking to get the right seventh defenseman on the roster as far as guys who are going to compete with who we just mentioned are going to be out for a little bit of time. And Bill Zito was just talking about how just be the best player and uh, that you can be when it comes to the, the, those guys and a little bit of time in Charlotte in the prior season, hopefully it's got them ready for, for, for this moment to, to ho- for them to hopefully make the team. And also the, one of the last questions that Bill Zito was asked just about the consequences of, the Stanley Cup run as far as a possible hangover or the injuries accumulated because you're putting so much of your body on the line for the cup and knowing that with the lack of draft capital up against the cap and now the injuries asked if it's going to be harder for the Panthers to get back to that point. And Bill Zito made a great point saying about how, you know, the great teams, do it over and over again. And the fact that they find ways to build on what their, what their core has built. I mean, I mean, look at the Pittsburgh Penguins winning back-to-back cups and all, and they were competitive even before getting, getting there. I mean, I know they, they had a gap in between cups between 08 and 2016, but they were constantly in the dance, but constantly, trading draft capital in order to b- get those complimentary pieces about uh, around Sidney Crosby, Agenny Malkin and Chris Letang as well. Also spoke about Tampa back to back champions as well in 2020 and 2021 as well, especially because they did it in, in a nine month span as well during a bubble and a shortened season as well. Uh, and there's no reason to believe he, he believes that there's no reason to believe that the Panthers can't, get back to not necessarily get back to the final but can't be in the mix as far as the the serious contenders in the eastern conference as well especially knowing that you got Barkov Kachuk in in place as well it's just really about how you're going to put it all together how how it's going to how it's going to be when when puck drops come October 12th against the Minnesota Wild but we're going to transition over to segment number three, we are, where we are going to discuss some of the newcomers on the team who are getting new chances with the Florida Panthers. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bird Dogs. And Bird Dogs makes you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. They fit way better. The, they, the Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks like khaki shorts but stretches so you can get way slimmer fit without 
having the sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird Dogs are functional for any occasion. Golf, date, evening out in the pool, workout, lounging, and for your work. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL or enter promo code LockedOnNHL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Segment number three here on this Thursday, September 21st edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So two of the guys who spoke at media day, uh, some of the newcomers, like we said, during our Winans Wednesday edition of the show, we wanted to hear what Oliver Ekman Larson had to say, especially a guy who first round pick captain made it to a Western conference final a decade ago to a lot of uncertainty of a, of a franchise that is might be relocating, might not. And then going to a situation where a different front office change from Jim Benning to, to uh, Patrick Alvin and Jim Rutherford to diff from trap and then head coaches from Travis green, Bruce Boudreau, and now Rick Tockett there in Vancouver. So much uncertainty. And that affects of, of everyone's play, including Oliver Ekman Larson. And yeah, doesn't have to live up to that big contract with that two, a one times $2.5 million deal. So maybe this is a little bit of, of a refresh, refreshment for Oliver Ekman Larson. Maybe he is refreshed coming into uh, the, the this franchise. And... Uh, I'm actually going to have an article in the next few days about Oliver Ekman Larson, how this could be a great opportunity for him coming here. And, you know, you spoke about how the lack of success the last few seasons. And even though he said that it's not about him, it's about winning, it's about the team, he spoke about how still during those, those times it was – he took it a little personally and, and that he was, it, it was, he, there was times where he had to look himself in the mirror and how, how he, he could elevate his play there. Even though there's a lot of talk about him, get, him being late on dumping chases late to the corners, turning it over in their own, in his own zone. Hopefully that's a thing of the past. Hopefully now, as we spoke many times, how the Florida Panthers are, have been a team who have, taken reclamation projects and make them flourish. And hopefully Ekman Larson is another example of that. And was asked about the, 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 how tough training camp is going to be under Palm race. And, and, uh, and Ekman Larson spoke about how it's supposed to be tough um, as well. And when it comes to the first few days of training camp and just has heard good things about the Panthers and it's, and spoke about, how it's all being open-minded he's going to be asking a lot of questions about the new systems and but it's only going to get easier that once you do step on the ice was he was also asked about his foot about how that um how that is going about his injury says that he feels fine first broke it in february and 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 um and then uh re-injured it uh late later on in the worlds as well and but also there's an opportunity for him to also get a lot of minutes 
especially because maybe he's going to be the port, um the quarterback on the power play. We still don't know who's going to it's going to be between him and Gus Forsling. So, he's going to get a lot of minutes. And but all Reckman Larson's mindset as far as far as what he said publicly is that he's just not going to come here to mail it in. Of course he's not going to mail it in. He's trying to play for a, a contract. I know he's in his 30s, but you want to get a little bit more security, even though you're still getting paid by Arizona and Vancouver after being bought out. But I don't sense a reason uh, of why he 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 would mail it in. And also spoke about how he wants uh, the the guys of Montour and Ekblad to be back because you know this is like he like we said and like he said. It's about it's about the team. It's about winning. And even in his free agency call with Bill Zito, don't um, don't sell me on Fort Lauderdale. Sell me on the team. And Bill Zito was loved it. He loved what he had to hear from Albrechtman Larson as far as that. So hopefully this is uh, this is a little bit of a new taste for him. And hopefully it definitely helps him in his uh, play. And also another newcomer for the Florida Panthers, Stephen Lorenz, uh, as well. Um, wearing his jersey there, he was. We saw the number eighteen, not the whole rumored number eleven that the that that one uh, page on Twitter uh, with NHL jersey numbers said. So it is confirmed that he is wearing number eighteen after all. And you know, spoke about how Stephen Lawrence was watching uh, the Florida Panthers run from home and all that, and was very very impressed with the with the group and and also. It's an at um, a team that's that you want to play for, and also spoke about when it comes to championship teams, it takes the little things to win, and that championship teams aren't always the most skilled, but they are the teams that are mo- more committed and more focused and all that. And Stephen Lorenz uh, was asked mostly about his physicality. I mean, I asked him about with the Panthers and their lack of size. And just when they faced the Vegas Golden Knights, I asked him how, what he's going to be asked for uh, to do as far as bringing the physicality. He is 6'4". He did have a career high in hits last season when he played with the San Jose Sharks prior to being traded to the Florida Panthers. And Stephen Lawrence spoke about how certain jobs are available. Some guys are going to be your enforcers. Some guys are going to be your main goal scorers. Some guys are going to be your shutdown defensemen. And that he's very much aware of his role as well. He knows that he can use his body and, and, uh, and that he, uh, and he knows, like he's, like we said, he knows he's not a 60 goal scorer. And, and the fact that he's going to play with other hard hitting forwards like a Massey Kachuk, Ryan Lomberg, and a Sam Bennett as well. Um, I'm, I'm, Looking forward to see what 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 this forward group is going to bring as far as especially the neutral zone for puck separating hits as well that could create transition opportunities as well. And Stephen Lorenz, he might be a jerk on the ice, but the way his media availability went, the most polite I've ever I've heard someone in recent memory. Especially, I guess it's just the whole new team energy as well for him saying great things about the team and also instead of saying coach Maurice saying Mr. Maurice and if you've heard Paul Maurice on other podcasts in the in the regular media scrum he's filtered but if you hear him if you hear him on like other podcasts like 
the athletic and all that stuff. And even on the bench, if you look, especially in Toronto, that guy's unfiltered as they come. And I could only imagine Paul Maurice going up to Steven Lawrence is like, cut that bleep out. And you just call me coach. <laughs> I can only imagine that for, for Paul Maurice when it comes to Steven Lawrence calling him Mr. Maurice as well. And with Steven Lawrence, with the career high numbers, even though San Jose didn't win a lot of games, or they ended up being fourth, uh, the getting the fourth overall pick, eventually picking Will Smith in the draft. Stephen Lawrence spoke about how his confidence is is as high as it can be uh, this this season. Also, former Hurricane uh, was asked about what did the Carolina guys say about the Florida Panthers, and he said there's nothing to they there was really nothing that they said to him about the Florida Panthers, and they might not have been happy uh, based on the the sweep, even though Rodman Moore says that it wasn't a sweep, but. Lorenz said that Rod Brindamore's coaching style is very similar to Paul Maurice. And listen, this was something we even said even prior to the conference final that these teams, two teams are just built uh, so differently. And also about the trade, saying that he was caught off guard just celebrating Canada Day, didn't need to worry about being uh, signing somewhere because he was still under contract. And then the trade went through for um, in exchange for Anthony Duclair as well. And and all so a little bit of a story about how he heard about the trade and all that stuff. But also he spoke about the informal skates that the team had as well. And the messaging was very clear. The fact that this team is off a Stanley Cup run is showing that the guys aren't messing around and that and that is credit to the leadership in 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 in, in the on the team, the Barkovs, Kachucks, and all. And and even and and even Sergey Borovsky as, as as well there while while the while two other leaders are not with the team right now so the 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 guys who are have been there are sending a message to the new guys is like you want to be here this is this is how hard we're gonna work we're gonna we're gonna be that team that grinds we're gonna be a team that is gonna get in your face. We're going to, it's good. It's going to be a team that's going to be hard to win board battles with. It's going to be a team that's going to get in, sacrifice their body to get in front of pucks to protect their goalies as well. And, and also when it comes to scrums, when uh, opposing teams uh, try to do the snow shower as well, that they're not going to take that as well. So it's, it's clear messaging from what we, at least from what we know about informal skates and all that stuff and steven lorenz and oliver ekman larson definitely as far as what they're telling us definitely are aware of the message that has been sent about setting a standard that has that was a constant theme throughout media day setting a standard for this franchise and it's going to and it's going to maybe can and hopefully continue for day one of training camp which starts today Thank you guys so much for listening to part one of this media day coverage and and hearing us discuss the training camp roster. Everydayers, make sure you come back later as we are going to discuss part two of media day as well. And we're going to be hearing quotes from Matthew Kachuk, Alexander Barkov, and Sergey 
Bobrovsky. And later on in the week, Nick Fairbanks is coming back to discuss the first two days of training camp. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Lockdown NHL Network, including Lockdown NHL, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stuart Oden, and Lockdown NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're to our team every day.